from Ash. Mm -hmm. Don't lend money to your friends. Yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings about I this. I was going to say the same thing. I think it's okay, one with, like, with boundaries and moderation in place. Like, I've lent friends money all the time. I'm kind, and so have you. Yeah. Or, like, we pay for stuff for each other. Hey, chicks, I'm Al. And I'm Sal. And welcome to Two Broke Chicks, the show that we share life lessons because we're broken funds but rich in life. And welcome to part two of Life Lessons from the Chicks, Money in Your 20s. Last episode was a sleigh. This episode's going to be a sleigh. Mm -hmm. Everyone's slaying today. (laughs) Slay the day away. (laughs) Now that half the people have turned off this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, well... That's good. It's a good filtering system. Yeah. Now we're left with the loyal chicks. If you don't pass the vibe check, go on, get. Exactly. You don't deserve these free tips. (laughs) I think you've now done a southern accent in every Every episode episode of season five. (sighs) It's a problem. (laughs) Sometimes we do accents for so long when we're just like playing at home together that we we have to like go back and be like, wait, who am I again? Yeah. It really... Just becomes part of our nature. One time I did it so long that my internal monologue developed a southern accent. That's right. (laughs) And I was in my head. I was talking with a southern accent. And then I had to out loud in bed by myself go, hello. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's what it sounds like again. So we are doing a part two of Life Lessons from the Chicks where you guys sent in your money lessons in your 20s. On our Instagram, if you don't follow us there, feel free to go chuck us a follow. Some great content if we do say so on <laughs> But before we get into the episode, we do share our product recommendations of the week. So, Sal, what do you have for me? <laughs> Wrap the whole episode. Oh, no. We would never do that. Yeah, no. That, we would um, lose the loyal chicks. We'd lose our <laughs> we job. We'd get a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'd stand by it. We send it? <laughs> <laughs> to ourselves. Yeah. Amazing. My product recommendation of the week is a brand and it's an Australian lingerie brand called Shushu Intimates. Why this is why I hate myself is because literally before we recorded this, I went, ooh, choo-choo intimates. <laughs> so they did like a whole reel on Instagram about this and they went up to people on the streets and were like, how do you pronounce this brand? And people were like, choo-choo, chow-chow, like shoo shoo mm. like people didn't know so don't worry okay you're not so alone don't hate myself yeah you're not mm, alone in this late. and even they <laughs> honey it was ruined <laughs> when he she bought it yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah don't worry you're not alone okay. but they are an amazing australian lingerie brand and they do these really cute like almost vintage inspired mm. silky undies and bralettes and you can get them customized with your initials or your name or you can get like a little rose or a bee mm. or something chili. cute yeah chili that would be fun they're so cute definitely check them out and we love like supporting get a little thunderbolt on it so it can be thunder down under that is the best yeah. She get kissed down under with a thunderbolt. Mm. Done. Chris is like, when having sex, when ever having sex again. Fair like, yeah. <laughs> <saw> you. <laughs> with that, he would just walk out of the room. Bone killer. He would be like, mm, pass. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like at the door stretching, <laughs> being like, put me in, coach. <laughs> I was boned for this. I've been training. I've been waiting. <laughs> All right, what's your product rec? My product recommendation 
We spoke about this. It's kind. Of, it's like a service, but kind of like a product. We spoke about this last year, but I went yesterday, and it's ninety nine dollar dental. So it is a chain of dentists that it costs ninety nine dollars to just go and get a clean and a checkup. And if you've been kicked off your parents' health insurance, like me, it's really good because you don't have to pay $500 billion to keep your teeth. That's another thing that should be free. Yeah. Why is why do we have to pay for the dentist? Because it's something you have to go to. I know. It's not like, it's not like the physio that you only go if you, like, need something fixed. Yeah. Like, everyone should be going to the dentist every six months. Make it free. So... Do you know how long it had been since I'd been to the dentist? Let me guess. <laughs> Nine years. Oh, get fucking wrecked. I'm not that grubby. I listened to a podcast the other day. I was listening to High Scrollers and they were saying I think both of them hadn't been in over 10 years. That actually makes me feel so much better about myself. Yeah, like I, I'm only saying that because and I know like people anecdotally who people are scared of the dentist. I'm terrified of the dentist. So I haven't been to the dentist in three years because... Fuck, maybe four years ago, I went to the dentist and I had to get one filling, which was actually kind of surprising with the amount of Coke I drink. I was like, not bad me. <laughs> and then he drilled my filling with no anesthetic, no numbing, just raw dogged my tooth. <laughs> and it was so painful. I was crying. And then he also was like, also, you need all four of your wisdom teeth out. And I was like, well... This was a traumatic experience and I'm not going to do that. And I'm also never going to come back again. Yeah. But then I went to one after to get a second opinion on like my wisdom teeth. So that's why it's been three years. And anyway, so then I was like, I really need to go. And I saw this place and I wanted to get content for the chicks and like test it out myself so that I could like personally recommend it. Also not medical advice. I don't even know if that counts because you know, big bang yeah. bong disclaimer, don't sue me. <laughs> and it was actually so good. So you download the app and you make your appointment through the app and you prepay for what you want. If you have to get additional things, you just pay through it through the app when you're there. Mm -hmm. And there's no like receptionist. You just scan in when you get there. So that's like how they save money. Oh. So, and then they've got kind of like cubicles that I think there was like three dentists set up and you go in, there's like a dental assessment and the x-rays were included. Yeah. Really? The x-rays were included in the $99 for my clean and checkup. That's so good. Yeah. And fillings are $149. Not bad. They had to put that price up because inflation. But that's still really good yeah. if you don't want to pay for private health insurance or you just don't have it. Yeah, exactly. And you should be going to get your teeth cleaned every six months. Once a year is fine, I think. Every six months. Once a year is good. They recommend. Look, just do what you feel comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a bit scaredy cat like me, I'm just going to feel the win that I actually just went. Yeah, I'm proud of you. And the lady was really nice. She was like this Irish lady that was like talking to me the whole time. And I kept, like, and I was shaking and crying and I was Aww. like, sorry, this is a weird vibe. I was like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm embarrassing myself. I cry every time I go to the dentist. Oh, it's the worst. Anyway, but it was such a pleasant experience that I feel like it has gotten me a little bit over my fear of the dentist. Mm, exposure therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the drilling, though. <laughs> the drilling and the scraping. Don't. Oh, my God. My and the, like, about it. you can spit now. I'm like, oh, this is trauma. I hate it. <laughs> anyway, go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Book them toothy pegs in for a clean. But should we get into our life lessons from the chicks? Let's do it. 
Okay. Our first life lesson from the chicks, money in your 20s, is from Megan. We had two Megans last week as well. We did not rig this. Let's just do a giveaway just for Megans or Megans. Isn't one American and one Australian? I thought Megan was the one that had like an extra A in it. That's Megan. Oh, fuck me. I had a friend called Megan growing up. And people would always call her Megan and she would be like, it's fucking Megan. And then people who call Megan are like, it's Megan. I can't. So guys, call yourself Meg. Anyway, <laughs> this one's from me. This is your fault for being called <laughs> Blame me, mum. Fucking hell. We're on one today. We're so on one. We've there's been up an, since 5.30. Yeah, there's an energy in the studio. It's our fucking boyfriends <laughs> left for the airport <laughs> and he didn't put down the blind. <laughs> All right. Our first life lesson from the Jigs, money in your 20s, is from Meg, and it's super. Make sure you are paid what you're owed when it's due. Very good tip. We also had a bonus one that I threw in from Ash, which Mm. is consolidate your superannuation accounts. Mm -hmm. So if you're working full-time, your employer should be paying 11% into your super. So that's gone up from 95 to yes. 11%. Yeah. So make sure that you're checking that they're actually doing that and you're getting paid what you're owed. You can check it usually in your um, pay slip. That's in there, your super contributions. And then you can also check your super really easily through your MyGov account. Mm-hmm. So you should probably be checking that. Like I make a habit of it once every quarter to check just to make sure it's all good. I mean, we pay our own super now that we are our own business bitches. Business but when we worked full time, that's what I used to do. Yeah. I also saw a tip that was to just check that your pay matches your pay slip mm. because the people that are processing this, they're human too. So yep. like mistakes can and do happen. So it's always good to make sure that both of those things are lining up. Like I've had mistakes on my pay slip before with mm. like if I was supposed to get a bonus or something and yeah. it like wasn't processed or I was like taxed too much or however that works. It's just always good to check it and make sure you're literally getting paid what you're owed. Yeah, exactly. Another tip with that, if you're paying off your hex, mm. make sure that that is being paid through your employer as well because we know quite a few people who when they were joining a new job like maybe didn't fill it in correctly or a human error happened and it wasn't noted down that they were paying off their hex debt. And then when it comes to tax time, they've had to pay like a huge lump sum towards their hex. And I'm sure most of us know that when you get when it's getting paid in the background, you almost don't notice that your hex is getting paid off in comparison to mm. when it comes to the end of financial year and you're like, fuck, I have to pay thousands of dollars towards my hex. So and a lot of people don't too. have that money. Like most Australians don't have $500 to pay for an emergency. So like you're not going to have thousands of dollars to pay off your hex. So on the note of consolidating your super fund, one in 10 Australians have more than one super fund mm. opened. So the downside of that is that you, you're usually getting charged fees for having these accounts open. So you're just getting charged extra for something that you don't need. Plus, you can lose track of your super and when you need and want to have that down the track, that is not a good thing. According to the ATO, the total value of lost and unclaimed super is $13.8 billion across the country. That is the equivalent to $4,871 per lost or unclaimed account. That is a quivering amount. Yeah. It's making me sweat a bit. I know, me too. I'm like, put the aircon on? (laughs) But... It's actually really easy to check how many super accounts you have open. So 
<clears throat> to consolidate your superannuation account, go to mygov.au, log in or create an account if you haven't already, link your MyGov account to the ATO, then select super and then manage. And then from there, you can see how many accounts you have, and then you can transfer your super accounts across and just have one. So it's really easy. It takes mm, like two seconds. That's great. Yeah. Okay, this one's from Natalie and Vanessa. You don't need to say yes to everything. There is such a big thing about boundaries and money that, you know, this needs to go into your everyday relationships, whether that's with your family, with your friends, with your romantic partner. Take the pressure off yourself that you don't have to say yes. If one, you don't want to go, like if it's just a casual drinks on a Friday, you shouldn't have to go to that. And especially with the fact that your friends should be respecting your finances. Your friends should not pressure you if you're like, I am saving at the moment, I can't afford this. And I, I just hate that. It makes me feel so icky when you kind of feel like shit because you have to turn around to whoever it is that's asking you to make plans and say, sorry, like I can't. And you feel embarrassed to say that it's to do with money. Like you shouldn't be embarrassed about that. Yeah. You should feel really empowered because you're doing the responsible thing. You're taking control of your finances and that's really good. Yeah. And I think this is also important to remember, even with some of the bigger milestone moments. So I know a lot of chicks really struggle when, you know, they might be part of one of their friend's bridal parties or something. And then there's a lot of costs involved with that if they're mm. having like a big bachelorette party and then, you know, like doing like a whole thing the night before the wedding. And then maybe it's a location wedding. Like there's a lot of costs involved in some of those things as well. And I think that while you do, of course, want to be there for your friend, you also should feel comfortable and it's so within your right if it's out of your budget to say that you can't afford it. I think asking anyone to pay more than like $100 to be a part of like your bridal party or your birthday or anything like that, that isn't like your best friends, mm -hmm. I think is is ridiculous. Like I think as well, especially now, Coming into summer, there's always like a bottomless brunch or like someone's birthday that everyone's tripping in for. And like we recently planned like a dinner for a birthday and it was like making sure and checking that everyone was okay because we had a party of 17. No one would do just like a normal menu. We had to do a set menu. Yeah. So like we sat and searched for somewhere that it wasn't like $89 and we found this place called Italo House in Bondi which was $49 for a set menu and was really good value for the money mm. but also checked and like I messaged everyone and I was like hey this is it is that okay with everyone you can also message me separately yeah like you don't have to go in the group chat because also sometimes that's like not the best vibe when everyone's been like yeah that's fine that's fine but it's you're the one person it's not fine with but it actually is okay that you feel that way. Yeah, exactly. So if you do want to say no to a friend because something is out of your budget, we've created a little script mm -hmm. for you. It's short and sweet. So you can say something along the lines of, I'm sorry to miss out on X, but that's out of my budget right now because I'm saving for a holiday, house, paying off debt, but I'd love to and then provide a budget-friendly alternative. Mm. Because I think it's good to give context on why. Yeah, you definitely. Can't, if you feel comfortable to do so. Not just being like, bum bum, not coming, sorry. Yeah, and I think that most friends are really going to understand that and be like, that's so fine. It gives more context. They're not going to be as hurt. And then if it is, say, bottomless brunch and you're like, that's out of my budget because I'm saving for 
my Euro trip, but would you like to come over and we can make brekkie instead? Yeah. Or would you like to take the dogs for a walk and we can grab a coffee? If your friends don't respect your finances, they're shit friends. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hate to break it to you again. Well, it's just, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Whoa, well, on this next one <laughs> from Ash, mm -hmm. don't lend money to your friends. Yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings about I this. I was going to say the same thing. I think it's okay, one with, like, with boundaries and moderation in place, like, I've lent friends money all the time. I'm kind – and so have you. Yeah. Or, like, we pay for stuff for each other. All the time. All the time. And I think there's kind of, like, a thing in our heads, like, we'll always kind of clock it. We're not, like, counting something down to the cents, being like, mm, yes, but I paid for dinner, which was $43.25, but breakfast was only $32. Yeah. Like, we're not like – we're like, whatever. Yeah. Tip the tat, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I think that – this is obviously totally up to you, but mm. I think that like echoing what you said, agreed boundaries is very important if you're lending money to a friend, especially if it's a lot of money. Mm. So if you are going to do that, you need to agree on how much you're willing to lend them and then also when they have to pay it back and how they're going to pay mm. it back. So for example, if it's in a lump sum or in installments or something like that, like keep that upfront at the beginning before you send them any money mm. just so that you both know where you stand yep. and you're not going to get taken advantage of I would personally say don't lend any amount that you're not comfortable not getting back mm. because unless you're literally doing a serious loan that you're getting like written up by a fucking lawyer or something like you might not get that money back yeah so, and I would say this is the same with romantic partners too. Oh, fully. This isn't just with friends. It's with like family yeah, and partners with too. anyone. Like you need to be comfortable and financially secure enough that if you didn't get it back, you would be okay. Mm. And I think that you also need to be aware and comfortable that this could put a strain mm. on your friendship. So if you know that your friend maybe isn't the best with their money or struggles with their money and you know, maybe it isn't going to something that is an absolute emergency, I would maybe think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And whether or not you're comfortable with it and whether or not you feel like, because the friendship's more important. Yeah, I the think. friendship is so much more important. Money just can make people funny. It's like the same thing with roommates. <laughs> so true. It's like you can have like the best roommate in the world and then as soon as it comes down to like paying bills or like getting a professional carpet clean, yeah, people can completely change. Money makes people weird. Yeah. Money makes you funny. Money just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our next life lesson. Get a savings account with another bank if you constantly transfer money back. Oh, my God, I did this and it definitely works. It definitely works because if I can't see it, it doesn't exist and yeah. I forget about it. Probably the ADHD. But <laughs> it actually works so well because I think one of the problems – with how we manage our money, especially in our 20s, is that money being so digital makes money not feel like money. So when you see that number in your app on your phone, we don't really recognise that that is your money. Mm. We don't have that physical connection with it, which is why when we have cash, we are so much more clocked on to what we're spending, yeah. which is such a big savings tip that if you – aren't very conscious of your spending and can't track your spending habits, start giving yourself a cash budget and spend 
using cash. Mm. But it's just so true because it's way too easy to just transfer money to your account yeah. if it's in the same thing. You're just like, oh, okay, I'll just switch it over. So when it's in a different account, you can't see it. You kind of set up your automatic transfer or you do your manual transfer and then you just forget about it a little bit. Yeah, I would even go further to say a tip, don't have that savings account app on your phone. Yeah. Don't have, don't know the login, don't have the card, don't know your password. <laughs> Honestly, the best thing my mum ever did for me growing up as a teenager was not give me access to my savings account. Mm. I would have to call her when I was like 16 in JJ's being like, <laughs> nah, just kidding, it was super A. And being like, mum, can I, can I buy these pair of blue jeans? Blue, blue jeans. jeans. Is that you? Girl doesn't even recognise her own horse. Hannah Montana. <laughs> and... <laughs> Mum would be like, you've got three pairs of blue jeans at home. And I was like, no, but mum, these are different. These are mum-style blue jeans. Those are straight-leg blue jeans. And mum was like, no. And honestly, best thing. It's so good. It was so good. And I wish I, my bank would do that. <laughs> and then I used the money to go to schoolies. Oh. Yeah, it would be great if, if your bank account was like, you bought a pair of blue jeans three months ago. Where yeah. are they? Literally. Yeah, yeah, I wish my bank would talk to me. I, I don't wish that. Get out of here. Yeah, Leave me alone. It would be a very hateful relationship. Oh, my God. It would be like Uber Eats again. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Again? Wow. Are you ordering your coffee? <laughs> you realise if you walked up the road, that would be $5, but this way you're charging 16 But, yeah, I think that's a good tip. Don't have the app on your on your phone. And then also leave your card at home mm. uh, and then, so you're not tempted to use that for, like, everyday expenses. Yeah. Um, and if it's a bigger goal, like for an overseas holiday or if you're moving or if you're saving for a house, consider getting a term deposit, which is basically like a locked savings account. Mm. So you – agree to a term usually they're like three four six or twelve months and then you put the money in that account and the longer you leave it in there usually the higher the interest you'll earn on that money so you're basically rewarded for Mm. not touching your savings and if you pull it out before the term ends you get charged a fee so that's a good one if you have a big goal that you're yeah. saving towards. Also a great savings hack for your 20s or any age is to name your savings account your savings goal. So either naming it the amount that you want to reach or if it's a certain holiday. So naming your account Europe 2024 because having that reminder of what you're saving for means that every time you go to pull money out, you're physically watching yourself move further away from your goal. So that way it kind of serves as that reminder because, again, we're so desensitised to our money now that it's so digital that we need those little reminders to be like, no, 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 this is yours, you worked for it. Yeah. And even going further than that, calculating how many hours you had to work when you spend on something. So, like, if you earn, let's say you're freelancing and you do $30 an hour and you go out and you get two cocktails, two cocktails is one hour of work. Yeah. Yeah. If they're $15 during happy hour, now yeah, they're I was fucking say, 20 bucks. That would be a happy hour. That would be a happy hour deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good tip. Okay, next one from Tara. Splurge on experiences, not materialistic things. I'd agree with this for the most part. Yeah. Especially on holidays. We've said this before in some of our travel episodes. We always prefer to splurge on experiences rather than say like, the hotel as long as you're safe and you feel comfortable 
we're like, yeah, we'll splurge on like the dolphin tour and then maybe go a little bit more budget friendly for the flight or the hotel. Mm. I think spending your money on experiences in your 20s is only going to build yourself a better foundation for the rest of your life. I think as we get older, we get less time to do things that we want and it's just such a better way to live your life investing the money that you make because there's that thing that it's like we justify spending our money being like, oh, good diet tomorrow. Like you're only 20 once and that's so true. But that doesn't mean go buy a designer bag. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's not like, oh, you're only 20 once, here's $3,000 on a cow, you mm. know. Like it's you're only 20 once, go travel, go like experience things, go do things, go eat things that you haven't eaten before and try new things. Like that's kind of what that is fueling. It's not being like, all right, you can go buy those Princess Polly pants. Yeah, exactly. No shade to Princess Polly, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Looking back on my 20s, the amount of money that I spent on concerts is crazy. How much do you reckon you've spent on gigs? I have no idea. Ballpark. Hmm. What's the most expensive ticket that you've ever bought to a gig? Harry Styles? One Direction. How much was that? I think $700. You spent $700 on One Direction. When I was 21, yeah. Money well spent. And I do not regret it because it was their last tour in Australia ever and Zayn was still in the band. Anyway, yeah, I know, really getting emotional on the pod today. But when I look back on the money that I've spent on concerts or travel I do not regret a single cent that I spent on any of those experiences whereas when I look back on some of the clothes that I bought in my 20s I regret almost all of them (laughs) so (laughs) uh, yeah that's true yeah it's kind of echoing what Victoria was saying as well when we did an interview with her Mm. just make sure that it aligns with your values where you're putting your money okay Our next life lesson from Hannah, sinking funds, a surefire way to get you feeling like an organized money queen. Seriously, a game changer. So for anyone who doesn't know what sinking funds are, a sinking fund refers to money you set aside for pre-planned future expenses, including a holiday, beauty appointments, upcoming events. You can either set up separate accounts for these or withdraw cash or use a diary or folder with sleeves to save money for each individual goal. It's kind of like if you know that each month you're going to get laser. It's like you put that money aside when you pay your savings. You also pay the amount that's going to be for that. Or like Sal and I always get our nails done every two weeks. Like if you know that that's going to be coming, putting that money aside because it kind of shows you how much other money you have to spend. Mm -hmm. So after you pay your savings, like you pay yourself, you've then got a set amount that if that's I don't know, $500, let's say, but you know that you spend $100 on laser, you really only have $400 left to spend for the rest of the month, week, year, life. Yeah, exactly. It's basically like calculating and knowing exactly how much money you have to spend on the extra stuff Mm. and the non-essentials. So It's wild when you do that, how little you realise you have, but in a way that's also good because you're like, but everything's paid for. I know exactly where my money's gone. Yeah, 
Exactly. And then you can account for things that are coming up. So this is something that you might have seen on TikTok. It's like those really aesthetically pleasing money videos where people have like the beautiful folders with all of the individual sleeves and they're all labeled and they have the cash and they put it in. The cash. So if you are more of a physical person or you feel like that's going to help you save money more or get more of an idea of where your money is going rather than a digital bank account, I think it's a really good hack. So let's say you want to get started and you want to figure out how much money you can put towards your sinking funds. So you add up your fixed expenses, which is stuff that doesn't really change from month to month. So your rent, your phone bill, your insurance, stuff like that. Then you add up your variable expenses, which is stuff that might change a little bit month to month. So usually that would be something like groceries or petrol. And then subtract that combined number from your monthly salary, everything that you have left is how much you can put towards your sinking funds. Mm. So you'd, you know, ideally put a little bit of that towards a savings account or an emergency account. And then from that, you can see exactly how much money you have. And a lot of these people on TikTok then go and withdraw this amount from their bank. And then they actually physically put the money in individual folders that are like nail appointment, holiday, birthday party. Mm. And that's like a really physical way to see exactly how much money you have to spend. I love it. Mm. Check those videos out. A lot of them are like real like ASMR as well. Oh, it's so I good. know you would love when them. When they're like flicking through the crisp bills. I'm like, mm. I also love, have you seen, this is a tangent, on TikTok when dancers or sex workers count their tips and the money yes. that they make. Because they always have really long nails. Oh, and, and they're so beautiful. Yeah, and just the ASMR is so good. Check yeah. those out too. Also inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Pre-allocate money for your bills each paycheck and automate your bills. So similar to what the previous one was, knowing exactly what's coming into your account and the exact amount that's going to be going out and then automatically transferring money to cover those fixed expenses. And you can do this with all of your funds. Like you can do this with your savings, you can do this with your bills and having the automatic payment, if you're like me, who forgets everything. Mm -hmm. I literally forget everything I'm supposed to do. Setting up the automatic transfers is just so much easier because then you're not like oh fuck my rent's four days late exactly or like I have it for like the pet insurance that it just automatically goes because there's things that if you forget to pay that you're fucked like you're screwed you can't forget to pay for some of these things as an adult we're adulting we're growing up it's money in your 20s but yeah yeah I used to forget to pay my phone bill all the time and then I'd get charged like three bucks and I'd be like fucking hell it was just so annoying. And then, yeah, set up direct debits. Or it gets turned off. Yeah. That happened because I changed banks and I forgot to yeah, that's right. update my phone. And then my phone just wasn't working. I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I like contacted them and they're like, you're poor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're poor. And I really bitch. came in being like, um, my phone is not working. Kidding. I was like, hi, guys. What's going on? I was like, my phone doesn't work. What's going on? And they're like, you didn't pay. And I was like, Fair, fair, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Last but not least, don't compare yourself to your friends. Run your own race. This is definitely a thing. We When we did a TikTok with Victoria Devine and we spoke about the average savings, the comments on that TikTok kind of made me a bit sad because everyone was either being like, yep, I'm this age and I have $500,000. That's an exaggeration. 
or people were like, oh my God, like I'm failing. I am barely paying what I have to pay. And that's okay too. Like everyone comes from different places, has different lives and, you know, incomes and ways of managing their money that you don't need to compare yourself. Social media is one of the biggest tools of comparison and you're just going to end up getting stuck in the mud of everything that you're failing at rather than focusing on the things that you can control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as hopefully you've realized from these two episodes, there are so many everyday things that you can do to take control of your money. You don't need to come from a wealthy family Mm. or have a high paying job or be a fucking accountant. You can take control of your money even $10 at a time. Yeah. Proud of you, chicks. Proud of you, chicks. Hopefully that was helpful. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for having us in your ear holes, chicks. We absolutely love to be here. If you think someone else would find this episode helpful or valuable or just a bit funny, <laughs> or maybe they need to go to the dentist, <laughs> feel free to send this to them and rate and review us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your pet kids. Mm-hmm. That's and a wrap. Oh, and thank you to MIK May for making this episode of Two Broke Chicks Happen. We love ya. Love you. Bye, chickies. <laughs>